Not Nerd Podcast, Episode 112. Welcome, HomePod. Welcome to Episode 112 of the Not Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Grammys 2018. Yes. We're missing it. I I was watching them before. There was actually a golf tournament on CBS before the Grammys started. Yeah. And they were supposed to be the red carpet special, but the golf tournament was going super slow. And then it went to playoffs. I don't know if they ended up showing that or not. But they go to sudden death. The announcers are like, these guys need to hurry up. The Grammys are (laughs) like, they really care. Yeah. They probably care about their prize money at the golf tournament, but. Yes, yes. Yep. I was watching. Uh, we watched some of the a Grammys. little before I, I came. It's, it was in New York this year, and yes. so it started at four thirty Pacific time. Yes, and about five thirty, I realized it was on because I started reading all my news, oh. and it's like so and so won a Grammy, and so and so did this, and I'm like, wait a minute, is this from last year? But no, it was tonight. And then next week is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. What are we going to do then? Are we recording on Sunday? Oh man, that's a conundrum. Whew. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. See, this is... We will bring you an episode, listener. You will have your episode on Thursday. You don't have to worry about this, but it's this is kind of some behind the scenes. We plan seven or less days in advance. (laughs) We don't plan anymore. No. So that's a little behind the scenes. So... Uh, what are what are we doing here? We're just here talking about TV shows? <laughs> yeah. We are talking about technology. We're uh, helping you tech better. Oh, great. Talking about what's going on in the world of technology and what it means in the real world. Because there's plenty of technology news that is not pertinent to the real world. Um, I did see some, there was some an- new Animoji music commercials, yeah. Apple Music Animoji commercials during the Grammys. So, so that ties it into the technology. What are your favorite new animal Animojis? Oh, we will get to that later <laughs> in our takes. A little bit We're of getting more. Teaser there. Tease. For you. We have got a ton of news, but we will start as we off do with some follow up. And you have Movie Pass. I do. You pay a monthly fee, and you can basically go to one movie a day at the theaters with this pass. That's right. And it's always been a little mysterious about how it works exactly, because yeah. I pay $10 a month, and I can effectively see 31 movies in most months, half the months. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Remember that part about me and math that doesn't work? You know what? You could see 28 movies in every single month. That's right. I yes. could. If only there were 28 movies to watch per month, and there really are not. I digress. I pay $10 a month, and I can watch more than my value of movies. And I'm thinking, how do these guys stay in business? Yes. Well, we found a couple articles that kind of talk about that. Yeah, uh, They basically... Without you know spoiling what you were going to talk about, the trick is they have investors who are putting money into this, and they're just losing millions of dollars <laughs> <Yeah>. a year. <laughs> yeah, they're paying full price for the tickets. And I'm thinking, thank you so much for buying me movies. Yeah. So I don't know if I could send them a letter or something saying a thank you card. Maybe I'll give them a Starbucks gift card and yeah. say thanks for all the movies that you gave me for free. Yes. I don't know. No, there, there was two uh, interesting articles. The first one talking about exactly that, a little bit of the behind the scenes and many startups like Uber, they lose tons and tons of money, hundreds of millions of dollars. 
that's just their business model for now. Their model is put everybody out of business. Well, moving yeah. pass is a little different because you're paying that $10, but they're still paying full price to the theater. So it's actually amazing for the theaters. Yes. They're because getting- they're getting their money and they were movie pass was saying that the average person is spending more in concessions. And I think it's like four and a half bucks per concession and people are willing to pay more for concessions because they're not paying for the movie ticket. It's like, well, I might as well apply that five or 10 bucks towards a thing of popcorn that goes directly to the theaters that, you know, the movie studios don't get any of that sales. Yeah. So some of the controversy is that AMC, which I think is America's movie corporation company, something Something like that. uh, MoviePass wants to negotiate with them, right? So they're like, hey, we're bringing in all this business. You're getting all this free money from that you otherwise would not have gotten. So why don't you cut us a little deal? And this is where they're thinking long-term. How about instead of us paying full price for your tickets, you knock like three bucks off the ticket yeah. or you give us like 1% of concessions and we'll we'll give you the customers, you give us a kickback, right? Yeah. It's like a win-win for everyone. Everyone makes, makes money. And AMC is like, nope, sorry. <laughs> We've got this all figured out, which I personally, I don't know, especially before MoviePass, how movie theaters, like I would go and they just, they don't care. Like they're not trying to be like most of them have beer and wine now which they charge a lot for so they're making a little more money there but concessions is a horrible experience Mm -hmm. they don't market themselves well it's just like nope people go to movies so we're here they're counting on 60 70 80 years of movie going momentum they're like everybody comes to movies everybody does this we just put a movie out people will come well like many other industries, everything's gone digital. <laughs> and you and I could watch a movie in our living rooms yes. and probably have a much better experience than actually going to the movies. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite there, but I'm getting close. My sound bar, yes. remember my sound bar. Um, so I've got the audio figured out. Next, when I upgrade my TV, it's probably going to be a 4K TV and it's going to yeah. be better than the movie. So movies really need to watch out, these theaters, because. You would think they would be thinking about that. You you think they would be like Movie Pass? Thank you for coming yes, and rescuing make this happen. our industry. Thank yeah. you so much. But nope. So AMC. So this is going on. But AMC and Movie Pass are kind of in a tiff now. Yeah. And Movie Pass has said, "Great, we're not going to support Movie Pass for the top ten theaters in California that make most of your money." So see ya. We'll see if your customers go over to the Regal Cinemas or the Century yeah. Cinemas or whatever else is available in that area, because Movie Pass's analytics have shown that their customers don't care about where they go to see the movie. Yes. They just want to see the movie. Yeah. So I think AMC is going to lose a lot of money on this thing yeah. because they're not going to play ball. Yep. And the other half of the mon- their money-making strategy, which they've tested some already, is going to like an independent movie mm-hmm. and saying, hey, if we kind of promote you a little bit in our app, we found that you're going to get probably a thousand percent more yep. viewers of your movie than you would otherwise just by natural. So the value of, say, I make a movie – and I have no advertising budget. I'm not Sony. I'm not one of these big – I'm not mm-hmm. Disney. Yeah. So I go to MoviePass and I say, hey, for a fraction of the cost of all the billboards and TV commercials, which both of those can't be too effective anymore, mm-hmm. I could have MoviePass kind of say, hey, check out this movie this week because you don't have to pay for it. You can just go watch this interesting movie for free. So they, they have some revenue models there. Mm-hmm. It's just – I. Yeah, the movie theaters. I 
I have very low respect. And I've said before, and I've said it before on the podcast, the reason why I go to a movie theater, which I don't do too often, is for the social experience of being watching the movie with other people. Right. I enjoy that, hearing the reactions, you know, watching Star Wars and the oohs and ahs and the claps and mm-hmm. or a comedy and hearing all the laughing and yeah. you know You're part of an experience. That experience is what sells a movie theater to me. And there are very few that embrace that they're like no talking no texting blah 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 watch the movie buy popcorn and it's like yeah but on the other hand the experience has gone the other way because people are so rude yeah and uh, entitled and so they make the movie going experience bad for other people which pushes more people towards home so the movie industry has got some issues yes or i I should say the movie theater industry yes movies is the people who make them is quite another thing. But anyway, what do we got to talk, talk about next? <laughs> yeah. So movie pass, good. You enjoy it. You're getting your money's worth. And I might go to a movie tonight just because we're talking about it. You're getting amped up and, and you can go do it on the way home. And, and maybe it'll be an independent movie because I wouldn't pay 10 bucks to go see an independent movie. But if it's free, I might as well go. Yeah. And they're still making their 10 bucks. So very interesting company will be interesting. I'm sure this is not the last we'll talk about movie pass. It is not the last. And this will not also be the last we talk about Crypto Watch. What do we have in the latest uh, Crypto Watch this week? Well, just one more story. Stripe, which is a payment processor, very similar to PayPal or Square, the little Square readers. Yeah. Stripe, I've used them on a couple website projects. Uh, they have a very usable interface, inter- uh, integrates very easily, mm-hmm. good APIs yeah. to integrate into a website or an p- app, whatever you need to take credit cards mm-hmm. or other payment methods. They do Apple Pay. And they were also doing Bitcoin, okay, our favorite. Yeah. But they've announced uh, that they're going to stop accepting Bitcoin in April, which is interesting that they would choose that timeline. I would, I would just stop now. There's actually some interesting. There's a Denta coin, and dentist offices are what? starting to take cryptocurrency, which I don't understand at all. What's the purpose? What's now a dentist? Why would they rather take that versus the American dollar? I don't know. Like, are there, is there a large group of people that have cryptocurrencies that aren't going to the dentist and that would convince them? Why don't they convert it to cash and use yeah. the cash to pay for the dentist? It makes no sense to me. It does not. So does not seem to be going really well. I don't know why. There's still people trying to jump on the bandwagon, which I think is a little bit late. But I will give the updates. This current time, 7.15 p.m. on Sunday, January 28th, one Bitcoin is worth $11,300. That's about what it was last time. Yeah, so it's down 3.4% from a week ago. It's gone down. hasn't gone much above that. It's kind of staying steady at, um, let's also look, compared to a month ago, Mm -hmm. it's down 24.5% from a month ago. So if you bought one Bitcoin a month ago, you lost $3,600. Ouch. Uh, So all those people that jumped in mid-December are not doing real great. And it seems like that's kind of across the board that it's gone down some. That Tron coin that the guy told me to buy at eight cents is it? 6.4 cents. Oh, that guy's in trouble. So, yeah, cryptocurrency. I watched an interesting uh, story video about um, 
the blockchain, which is mm-hmm. all these cryptocurrencies. And that's a really great thing. But the cryptocurrencies, maybe eventually it'll be something that's usable, but... I it's just, kind of a fad, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But everybody thought it was a fad a few years ago, and it went up to like $16,000 yeah. or whatever. So, Who knows? We there still probably do not advise investing in it, but we have no reason to give you financial advice. Here's one piece of investment advice I can give you. Buy low, sell high, and invest your time in Not Nerd. Yes. There you go. We talked several months ago, they had been running a test store in Seattle, the Amazon Go store. Mm -hmm. And so this week they had a bunch, they ran a bunch of the press through, they were opening one in Seattle uh, full time, I think before they just kind of did a trial run. So this is the store where you walk in, you basically open your phone, you check into the store, you walk around, grab whatever you want, put it in your bag or your basket or whatever. And then you just walk out and it charges you. Well, for me, except for that last part, that's every store. I just yes. go in and walk out with whatever I want. Yeah. I mean, from all the reviews, all the stories I saw on it, it works exactly as advertised. They do have people there that are kind of helping with things, employees. But for the most part, it's they have a mixture of cameras and sensors that uh, it knows what you pick up and it charges you accordingly. I kind of see this and maybe I mentioned this before, is kind of too little, too late, because I'd just rather have my groceries delivered to me, which <laughs> yeah. is possible. It is one of these bridge technologies. Yeah. It's, it's eventually going to go away. Uh, kind of like, what was the other thing with the gas delivery service? Yeah, yeah, it's like, exactly. It's kind of That's what I was talking about recently, the gas delivery. It's yeah. like, we're not going to have need a whole lot of gas in yeah. the future here. If you can just have everything, and some people say, oh, I like talking to a cashier at the grocery. Well, join a club or something Jeez. to talk to somebody. You're getting your social. <laughs> at the stuff. grocery store. Wow. I yeah. don't even, that's a whole other level of discussion that we need to have. Yeah. One person in the comments of the article that, that you linked to was asking the question, what if you're in the store with a child and you say, hey, child, go over and get some milk? Yeah. How is it going to know who that child is associated with? To which I say, don't bring your freaking kids to the store because yeah. you're just going to wreck stuff. Yes. You know, I'd be like, stay out of here. But, you know, that's not very practical. Yeah. And these are kind of smaller, not niche stores, but more of like a mini mart type of a thing. Where yeah. It's not your full blown uh, 100,000 square feet type of a store. It's, right. With aisles and aisles and aisles. This is very self contained, yeah. small. Uh, easy to navigate. Yeah. So that's, uh, we'll see if more of those pop up. I'm sure they will. We're going to see more automated, you know, groceries are ripe for um, innovation mm-hmm. because it is kind of a pain to go to the store. It's busy. And, you know, people say, well, I don't want somebody delivering my groceries because I want to pick out my own produce. And it's like, you know what? Get over it. Somebody that works in the produce department is probably better at picking produce than I am. And some of the services you can actually choose, like, do you want green bananas or overripe? Like, mm-hmm. you can, they're going to figure this out. Why do you need a person? An electronic eye on a robot can pick the color yeah. and the grade and everything. Well, you know what else? <laughs> this story reminded me, watching the Grammys, the red carpet special beforehand, you know who else could help with your grocery shopping is IBM's Watson. Mm. who was analyzing the fashion on the red carpet of the Grammys and analyzing what the best O-M-G, options for... Yeah. that is the best dress I have ever seen. Was yeah. it something like that? I think <laughs> so. They they said it was doing it, and then they never came back to it. And I'm like... <laughs> it crashed. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like that is the ugliest stuff. Uh, technology being used for its <laughs> finest, analyzing the red. They're they're actually going to put all those people that work the red carpet out of work. Watson, a computer will just spit out the best outfits of the night. Well, that's one of the best things I've heard all night long. <laughs> yeah. Well, next up of great things we're hearing tonight, it is time for Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. Well, this Pro Tip of the Week is brought to you by none other, one of our favorite listeners, Tyler. He is adamant about this, and I was a little skeptical. I've done a lot of research. He showed it to me in person. So I, I can't dispute what I saw, but if you search this online, you're going to get a lot of conflicting information. Uh, so here's the scenario. Dun, 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 dun. What, why am I singing? I should just put a trailer under here. So yeah. uh, anyway, so here's the scenario. Tyler comes into my office. He's like, I got to show you this thing. So the thing we've been talking about, I'm like, all right, prove, prove your tip. And the tip has to do with clearing the RAM or the virtual memory or whatever on your phone so that it runs better. All the research I've done, this is a wife's tale. It doesn't work. So he said, all right, I'm going to show you. And he goes and puts his phone into wiggle jiggle icon mode, you know, to delete an icon. And he's doing that. And he clicks a little X button to delete it. Wiggles, jiggles, sits there, kind of turns gray for a minute, sits there, sits there. We're going on like 20 seconds, and then it finally deletes. He's oh, like, wow. he's like, okay. And I said, yeah. I've experienced the same thing. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Sometimes it takes like a half a minute to delete your app. So he does his little trick and goes back into another app, hits the little X button, deletes immediately. So is wow. there something to this or is there not? Well, you be the judge at home. But the tip is, first you unlock your phone or your iOS device. It could be your iPad as well or your iPod touch. Now, if you have an iPhone 10, sorry, this is not for you. This is for home button only phones. So you got to turn the display on. It's got to be lit. Uh, You can either be in the home screen or there can be in an app, but not on the lock screen. Don't be in the lock screen. It's got to be unlocked and somewhere on an open device. Then you hold down the power button And then, of course, the familiar slide to power off option comes down when you hold down the power button. Next, you release the power button and then hold down the home button for roughly five seconds. And just like that, and I quote, poof, the iPhone's memory or RAM is refreshed. Now, whether those terms exactly describe what it's doing is another conversation. But that's what the article says. I think what it's doing is killing all of your suspended apps and taking them out of memory. Mm. It's not resetting the memory of your phone. Gotcha. Uh, that's my take on it. I think all of the apps that you have opened recently that are suspended, it kills them all. Okay. And the evidence is, of this is when you go back in and you look at your app switcher of all your recent apps, when you slide through them and pick any one of them, the app reloads on your screen and mm -hmm. refreshes. Ordinarily, it would just start working again from right where you left off. But when you play this tip, um, they have to restart from zero. Hmm. So that's the idea. I think it parks all those apps. So freeing your your phone, I guess it's RAM, it's memory, it's cache, whatever it is, some mystical thing that Apple's done. So I saw it work. It seemed to work. Um, 
I can't verify it on my phone because I have an iPhone 10 and it doesn't have a home button. Yeah. And to this very date, I looked just before we came on, there is not a similar trick that I could find for an iPhone 10 mm. that will release the RAM like yeah. this does. So what do you think about this? I've, I don't know. There could be something. You just think it would be something we would have heard about somewhere well, else. This article dates back to 2015. Okay. So for two years, this has been a thing. I found... I found threads on Apple's forums. I found uh, how-to articles. You know, all these phone hacker sites will have this very same tip here. I thought time was a little more reputable, so I put this on there. Uh, Hmm. But it seems to work. So if you have a phone starting with, I would say, iPhone 7 on down to probably iPhone 5 or 6, this Mm -hmm. tip should work. Before that, who knows? Yeah. I mean... Those phones are so slow, you you probably wouldn't even notice, <laughs> notice a, difference. a change. But so if this is happening to you, your phone seems slow and you need to reset the RAM, yeah. that's what you follow. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, I, it does something, but I, it's like quitting out of all your apps. Yeah. Don't get in the habit of doing this every time you think something's going a little slow because my guess is Apple knows better than you or else they would be telling us all the time to do this. So. Apple knows best. <laughs> this they do. Speaking of which, it is time to move on to our takes this week. And we, for some reason, Apple has been all over the news this week. First story, the HomePod, which we talked about back when they announced it, I believe. Was it in June at WWDC that they announced this product? I believe it was. And they said by the end of the year. So this is a portable not a portable this is a, i'm trying to describe <laughs> anything's it because, portable if you're big enough <laughs> well, that's true uh, but it does need to be plugged in so that makes yeah. it less portable in my mind it is similar but very different than an amazon alexa or one of the google home speakers yeah it's a little bit bigger than the regular amazon echo device from what i've heard and people some reviews are coming out already the audio quality of this thing they're comparing it to these speakers that I didn't even know existed that cost more than all the cars I've ever owned put together. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, they're comparing them to the technology that's in these more than $40,000 speakers with the how it's measuring the room and producing the sound around the room. So it's it sounds equalizing crazy. the sound with yeah. with whatever environment you're in. And you got to love Apple and their great marketing department. One of their headlines on their website, which is apple.com slash HomePod, oh. um, a breakthrough speaker all around. And so you get how punny that is yes. because this is a round cylinder type device with a seven array tweeter that goes around the circumference of this device. So a breakthrough sound all around all and then the around. very next speaker kind of sh- or the, and the very next photo shows kind of a cutaway picture of this seven tweeter array and of course the six microphone array all in a circular fashion around the inside of this device yes so they put them up for pre-orders this week i think they're shipping like first or second week uh february 9th my brother's birthday oh happy birthday brother. happy birthday micah uh february 9th they will be shipping so we'll hear a lot more of these they are 350 dollars yeah i i <laughs> oh, have man. no need for the i just don't i mean i just don't have a well, use for it. i use my amazon dot and that's enough sound for what i need it for in the living room would you pay 350 dollars for an apple watch yes well, some people might say, you know what? I don't want a dumb watch. Yeah. I would rather have a nice sounding home speaker for 350 Me, I would rather have 
a $30 Echo Dot that I plug into my $179 soundbar. Yeah. And it sounds good in my house. Yeah. So does it sound as good as a HomePod? The world will never know because I'm not going <laughs> to get one. It's <laughs> impossible to know. Yeah. One of the things that the oft-mentioned Renee Ritchie said, because obviously most people are getting this wrong. It's like, well, I can get a dot for $30. Who would ever want this thing? They're never going to sell any. And the way he phrased it was the HomePod is the yang to the AirPods yin. <laughs> So the Are you sure it wasn't the yen to the yang? It could have been the opposite okay. of that. But <laughs> basically the fact that the AirPods is the best way to listen to stuff on the go and the HomePods the best way to listen to stuff at home hmm. is the okay. way that he was kind of selling it, which I love the AirPods. So how well does the HomePod play my Amazon music? Playlist? It does not. Oh, how long? How, what about my Spotify playlist? Well, actually, it does. How yes. does it do Spotify? You can play. You can play anything from your phone. You can airplay it. Oh, to you your, can. Yes. You can send it wirelessly from your phone. It works very well with Apple Music and some of the stuff built in there. There's some free options. You don't have to pay for Apple Music. You can listen to some of the radio or some of the um, free stuff there. But so, if you um, just wanted to not have another device tethered to it, the Apple Music is what you can yes. participate in. Yes. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, there'll be more news on that. We don't know a whole lot. Uh, as you mentioned, neither of us will probably have one of these anytime soon, unless you'd like to buy us one so that we can test it out for you. I will test it. We can do that. The other big not news of the week this week, people were getting the HomePod wrong and then people were really getting this story on the iPhone 10 wrong. Mm -hmm. There was all these headlines on that they're going to stop making the iPhone 10. I was listening to a tech podcast today. Okay. And they were talking about just the they're like, "Oh, so they're going to stop making the iPhone 10." Wait a minute, you were listening to another tech podcast? <laughs> yes. I feel a little cheated on. <laughs> I'm always listening to another t well, I listen to ours as well. But yeah, they were like, "Well, why would you even want the iPhone 10 if they're going to stop making people everybody read like it was referenced as a game of telephone mm -hmm. that kids play where it started yeah. at one end. And by the time all these articles on, I think Newsweek was one of the most atrocious ones. <laughs> they were just so far off. They just copy and paste whatever the headline is from the next yeah, guy. And then so. they extract out of that to make it more sensational in a bigger headline. But it was just so... Apple closes its doors <laughs> next year due to the iPhone yeah. never being produced again. Yes. What... Smart people have taken from the information from the analyst over in China, Ming-Chi Kuo. Do tell. Yes. Is that it looks like Apple will not continue making the current iPhone 10 into the fall of this year. Okay. Now, what they're saying is going to <laughs> like happen. Like every other iPhone. They've ever... Everybody assumed, well, a lot of times they will have the older models Yeah, they'll available. sell the, like, like right you... now you could buy a 7. Yes, if you yes. That's true. I get you. And so that's the story. And they've done this before. They did the iPhone 5. They stopped making that because they made the iPhone 5C mm -hmm. and the iPhone 5S. So they didn't need to make the iPhone 5 because they, they had the options they wanted. Right. What smart people are saying on this is 
that they will stop production of the iPhone 10 as we currently know it. Okay. Because they will have new models, one with maybe that doesn't have the OLED screen, so it's not as expensive to make, maybe mm-hmm. just an LED screen. Yes. So you could have a cheaper option and use the OLEDs for whatever the new model of phone is going to be. And I, th- I think that's probably going to be the case, and I agree with that, right? So the iPhone 10 was breakthrough. It uses this new OLED display that Apple's never used before. It's you know reportedly the best OLED technology out there in a smartphone right now. Of course, six months from now, that's going to change. Yes. They keep leapfrogging each other. But anyway, it makes sense for them to say, you know what, we're going to push our great displays uh, even further, and we're going to offer those in our flagship iPhone 10 2. Yeah. And then for the quote last year's model, we're just going to put one of our really good LCD panels so that it's affordable and it hits the price point that we want. Yeah. That makes total sense yeah. to me. So it's the iPhone 10, the it's basically the original iPhone 10 with a standard display and not the OLED display so that they can cut some corners yeah. on cost and offer it to a wider audience of people. Now, that makes a lot of sense to me, and especially at this junction where Apple is making the transition from LCD panels to OLED, because they are way more expensive. Yeah. And they're yeah. harder to make, and you throw away way more than you would normally. We've been making LCD panels for over a decade now. Yeah. OLED is a relatively new technology, or I would say it's a new technology that's recently been miniaturized and mass produced. Yeah. I think the technology has been around for a oh, while, okay. but the new displays mm-hmm. that we're seeing like on the large Samsung TVs and stuff, they're currently, or they're constantly, you know, pushing the limits and innovating in this area. Whereas LCDs have really not changed a lot yes. in all the years that we've done it. We've just made the same technology slightly better and better over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, this is a non-story, folks, because people were pulling other quotes and bits of, well, the iPhone X's not selling well in China, mm-hmm. or some people don't like the notch. And it's like, I have seen tons of, I'm not in China, here in the Portland area, I have seen a lot of iPhone X's in oh, the yeah. wild. Like, I see them- I've seen them from people, I'm like, what? Yeah, you have you, an iPhone ten? I know. <laughs> I'm surprised you know how to use a phone. Yeah. Yeah, I've been surprised. Yeah, and so I don't believe the crappy articles. It's not news. Hashtag not news. The iPhone ten, the new design is, I think it's being very successful. I think Mm -hmm. next week or so they're going to do their uh, financial announcement. So then we'll really have some numbers on sales, maybe not individually. But uh, yeah, it's... I have one wish for the iPhone ten. And I will put this here since we're talking about it. When you're watching a video, you can watch it in its standard uh, 16 by 9 or mm-hmm. 4 by 3 array with uh, black bars on the left and right side. Or you can double tap it and it zooms completely in covering every pixel of the screen. And, of course, it highlights the notch area, which mm-hmm. there is no screen there. I wish that there were a third option where you could maybe triple tap it or something and it would extend the left and right sides of the screen up to the notch. Mm. So it's cutting off a little bit of the top and the bottom and it's expanding it just up to the notch and not past the notch. That's one, my one wish. One wish. That's my growing up Listen Christmas up, wish. Apple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next story, another Apple story. We're going to oh, keep it going. Oh, I thought we were done with Apple. Somebody was able to take some pictures what? of 
Apple's new bicycles for their mm-hmm. spaceship campus in Cupertino. Uh, and Google has bikes on their campus, which are very rainbow, using all the Google colors, these bright yeah. bikes that are all over. The Apple ones, very minimal, just gray, <laughs> super simple. They look like they're from the Soviet era, Russia. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, Stalin made these bikes. They're just gray. And- yeah. No, just very classic Apple. They, I'm sure they spent some time designing a very good bicycle. The problem is keeping these bikes around because Google's had a huge problem with people. Obviously, it'd be very cool to have a Google bike at home. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how Apple's going to – maybe there's like one of those things if you leave the outside outer ring that <laughs> they just locks, stop working. locks the wheels. <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. Yes. So People would just carry it away and steal it. But So that's a new life goal is to go – you want – your almost full screen video. I want to ride an Apple bike okay. on the Apple campus. Well, your thing is probably more likely than mine. Yes. More Apple. You mentioned it before. We got new Animoji coming. We did. Yeah. For I teased it earlier. T- iPhones 10. They are previewing iOS 11.3, which is going to be the next update uh, probably in the next month or so of and, iOS. Yeah, and as we sit, we're at 11.2.5. It's an okay. update that just came out a day or two ago. So we are at 2.5, 11.3. I don't know if there will be another point release before we get to this. But, yeah, some of the emojis that are there. Now, there was one in particular that I think is a, a dead ringer for you. Can you guess which one it is? I didn't see what all of them Okay. <laughs> so here's so what they are, folks, while Nate's oh, reading yes, the story that yes. he linked to. There's a lion, there's a bear, and there may be another one. Um but skull. The, oh a skull, that's right. But the one that I think looks like you is the dragon because yes. it's got the mustache. That that is pretty much me. The big curly mustache and the horns and your green yes. too and your nostrils. Wowzers. <laughs> Wowzers. <laughs> yeah. No, so they they're adding four new emojis, but they're also doing a bunch more with this update. Uh they're doing some more stuff with the AR kit for the mm-hmm. augmented reality to improve that. Um they're doing battery life stuff, which will be very cool, you know, with the whole battery issue that we've been talking about mm-hmm. with um, you can toggle stuff on and off. They yeah. g- they're giving the users some choice. Yes, yes. Some choice and some more visibility on what's going on with your phone. If your battery is bad, if it's going to start doing some of that throttling. Right. Uh, some more stuff with the health records where you can have full health records in the health app. Um, I predict one of these days that Apple's going to kind of – like they owned podcasts by just – investing in it and yeah. creating a platform for podcasting. I think the same thing is going to help happen with health records because yeah. it's still, it's 2018 and different uh, HMOs, different doctors, different health organizations, they don't read the same records and charts. It's like, are, are you kidding me people? Yeah. It's databases have been around for half a century or more and we still can't figure this thing out. So I think Apple's going to move into the space. Just they're slowly creeping yeah. into it, and they're just going to own it. Yep. It's going to be like, oh, is it Apple? Whatever health chart compatible. Everything's going to be Apple health chart compatible. Wake up, people! Why aren't the businesses that are doing this already? How is Apple trumping them on this stuff? Well, and one of the reasons why they will be able to do it is because of their security and the stuff they have built in. I heard some discussion between, you know, why isn't Google doing this? And because they just don't have, they'd be selling all your information <laughs> yeah. for advertising and to sell the, you pills. Yeah. 
the stuff the the HIPAA laws and yeah, regulations. That's true. Security is is one thing, and another thing in this update is uh, the ability for businesses to chat through iMessage yes. with their clients, which I don't think this is going to take off. I mean, come on. Let's tell you, I have you ever used in Facebook? Well, it's Facebook, Facebook no. Messenger. There's chat bots no. for companies, and I just don't, I don't see the. I, I mean, I hate it when I try to do tech support with some place, and it's just a chat bot that's automated responses. Yeah. It's like, I know what the problem is. I need a solution. You're just asking me a bunch of random questions. Well, I know why this stuff exists because I do love when I have a problem with some company or whatever, I do love being able to go to their website and hit the little chat thing and get a real person that helps me. Amazon is one that's helped me a lot. I click the thing and I don't have to make a phone call. I don't have to sit in the stupid, listen to their music. It's when the guy's ready, he starts typing. I start type. It's this kind of real time, kind of a nonlinear thing. Like I can be doing other things while I'm texting this guy. So I love the concept, but I don't want to do it with a robot. Wait, that came out wrong. <laughs> I do want to do it with it. What's our next story? <laughs> next story is one more Apple story. Okay. Uh, Steven, it's kind of an Apple story. Steven Soderbergh, the director, filmmaker, he's going to do well, What's some, he known for, Nate? I don't know. Every article I've read on this, sex, lies, and videotape. No. From like 1987. <laughs> yeah, like he's so. never... Have, uh, Ocean's Eleven, Magic... So he did yeah. Sex, Lies, and Videotape, and he did Magic Mike. Have you ever heard of this little thing called Grey's Anatomy? You've heard of Grey's Anatomy? I have heard, heard of, it, of it, yes. But that's like a well-known thing. And many other things. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that they came, that, that's I, what they... I they think that was up. kind of what he started, oh, okay. his big debut. But it was so many years ago. But anyway, yes. He wants to shoot movies exclusively with iPhones. And in this article, they referenced uh, another film called Tangerine that was by somebody else. He didn't make this. But they used three iPhone 5S to shoot the entire film. I watched the trailer. It's very independent. Yeah. I mean, it's it looks like it was shot with traditional photography, but the subject matter I wasn't that interested yeah. in. Anyway, what do you think about this? Do you think that he could pull this off? Yeah, I, I think so. Some of it's you have to look at, is it just to say that you did this or is it to actually, is it the best option? Yeah, it is definitely not the best option. And there were some comments down below uh, this article where they were saying, well, just because it's you can do it, a lot of these film cameras are specialized tools that make your workflow much easier. Yeah. So if you're a low-budget person and you want to make a movie, there are no excuses. Yeah. Buy a $1,000 phone or less and make your dumb movie. Like there's no excuses anymore. But for a well-known director, producer, writer, you really don't have to use that tool. Yeah. You could use heck a digital SLR or something that's just a little bit more expensive but and more appropriate for movies. But anyway, if you're a budding film artist and you want to go out there and create a film and edit it on your phone and upload it to YouTube or Vimeo, the tools are there and you can make something really good. But it seems like you're putting in more effort when we talk about the holistic cost. Like, how long is it going to take you to edit this thing on your phone or transfer it to your computer? I don't think that's going to be his workflow. Yeah, so. He's simply going to capture yeah. the video on the phone and then, you know, take it into his editing, his million-dollar editing software with, you know, $10,000 computers to edit it. So it seems kind of pointless to shoot it on the iPhone. But yes. anyway, it's interesting nonetheless. It is, which 
as a budding filmmaker myself, I teased a couple weeks ago that at the end of April, I am actually going to be traveling to Africa. And you're you're going to star in a film? I'm going to star <laughs> out in of a Africa film. too. <laughs> yes. No, I have been part of a nonprofit called Patrick's Children for like 15 years now almost and been a board member. I went with Patrick in 2003 to Uganda and I'm going back finally this year with myself, Patrick, and one of our other board members. Excellent. Uh, So we will be spending a week over there and I have been thinking, obviously, because that's what I do about what technology I will be taking with me. What's your rundown? Well, here's what I'm thinking. I have not been without my laptop for an entire week or without a laptop for an entire week in a very long time. So that really troubles me to think about my... You're going to have withdrawal. Yes, my baby blankie here, my laptop, not having that. But my current plan Mm -hmm. is to take my iPhone ten, Okay. My iPad Pro. Yeah. And I also have a GoPro. Okay. Uh, So one of the things we're going to be doing... A bunch of education over there, providing supplies, um, doing some training, checking on some projects that we work on with the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. But my goal, one of my big goals, is just capturing what we're doing over there, getting photos, getting video of everything. And I was thinking about taking uh, the much nicer video camera that we have access to. Mm-hmm. Part of how you have to think through everything is in Uganda, there is a lot of crime and there's not a lot of nice laptops and nice video cameras. So the risk of losing either of those things while I'm there. But then I was thinking about it too, much like my compatriot, Steven Soderbergh. Yes. I could do this all with iOS devices. Yeah. Why do you need some fancy big camera that's a target for theft when you can have a small device you keep in your front pocket? Yeah. And so that is my current plan to take – I'll have those three capture devices uh, with obviously some backup options Mm because one backup is none backup. Right. So that I don't – because if I get to the end of the trip and my phone goes missing and I come home and I have – no photos from the entire trip, Yeah, uh, that would be a little bit frustrating. That would be frustrating. So I will have some plans on that, and we will definitely be talking more. If you'd like to support me on the trip, we're raising some money to mm-hmm. do the projects and get over there. You can do that. I'll put a link in the show notes, patrickschildren.org, which I also just rebuilt the website. So nice. you can check out some of my website work there. I'll be going to Africa, hopefully getting a lot of cool uh, footage. We're scheduling some interviews with some of the projects we work on at some of the schools and communities. And Mm -hmm. we'll be feeding, I think the plan is to provide like 2,000 pounds of food to one of the slums over there in Uganda to be able to provide some meals. So get to be a part of that. I am very excited for the trip and also excited to use technology to make the trip better. Awesome. And speaking of that camera, I just wanted to do a shout out to uh, now our buddy, Wes, who stopped by my house to borrow the camera for a project he's working on. So hello, Wes. It was great talking with you the other day. We spent over an hour just chatting like old friends. So it was good times. The Not Nerd family is expanding expanding and intertwining. Yes. Drones. We've talked about drones. And I don't think we've talked about this story. There was actually a rescue drone in Australia that they just put into service and it saved two boys from drowning 
the first day it was in service. So <laughs> they have, amazing? Uh, you know, like a little, just think of a little helicopter drone thing that was able to actually go out in the wa- above the water, Yeah, get these kids, rescue them, didn't have to risk any other lives. Right. Somebody could, you know, sit in their recliner and fly the drone out there and say, sure, that's not quite how yeah, they're doing it there. It's a little more but. complicated than that. But I watched the video just this evening, and it was incredible. So these boys, a riptide or something, had taken them pretty far offshore. Yeah. We're like an eighth or a quarter of a mile offshore. And um, they're just out there floating, you know, probably getting tired. And so you see the footage from the vantage point of the drone, yeah. and it's flying over them. The camera tilts down. It goes forward a little bit farther. And a second later, you see this yellowish backpack drop probably one foot from one of the kids. Yeah. And then, it, of course, it has some type of sensor in it, and it pops open, inflates into this long kind of pool noodle type thing, and they both grab onto it, and they were able to swim the shore with it. That's it was amazing. cool. Technology these days, oh, I tell you. I love drones, and this is this is great. I I, I can't get enough drone stuff. And I was thinking we need to do a new segment called the Drone Zone. and <laughs> Just talk <laughs> Just drones. talk about drones all day long. But uh, I think that's taken by somebody else. I couldn't get the oh. domain. But anyway, great story. This is one perfect example of how technology can be used for yes. good. Yeah, because there's plenty of the, oh, scary drones. You know, they're going to be flying everywhere and they're... Have lasers or privacy concerns. <laughs> yes, or the ones with the gun that we talked about. <laughs> um, so the Roman candle one. <laughs> yeah, <I think>. oh, <laughs> you're always going to have dumb people. You can't get away from that. Yeah, uh, no matter how much <laughs> no matter they how filter much. themselves out of the out of the equation. Yes. So Vine two. Tell oh, yeah. me, Tell me more about this. So Vine was the six second video craze. Yeah. You, make a six second video you put it on twitter we've talked about that over the years it went away and so now the creator co-founder dom hoffman is creating v2 yeah don't call it vine 2 yeah you're gonna get some copyright claims so what happens this guy made vine the six second video platform very cool it makes a little looping animated gif that's fun to watch and people did really interesting and creative videos with this twitter bought them because like what all good technology some startup company buys them mm-hmm. and then they kind of are like uh, the cat that catches the car. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the and they're, they're kind of like the dog that catches the car. Stay with me here. Okay. And once the car stops, the dog's like, now what do I do with this <laughs> giant car yes. I can't do anything with? So Twitter effectively killed Vine. Millennials across the globe were crying that day. And it's basically just a dead technology. Great idea, poorly executed, and it went away. So these developers are like, you know what? We're just going to remake it. We're yes. just going to make it again, better in every single way, and we're going to call it V2. And they they change. I mean, this is the closest to a ripoff as you can get. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this isn't Vine 2, I don't yes, know what it the is. The logo is so close, same curves and stuff. Yes, it looks um, like a... Just a slight variation of the current one. But. My problem was, and I am on record on the Not Nerd podcast talking about what I believe killed off Vine, and it was when they allowed you to edit, create mm-hmm. create a movie on your computer and then yep. upload it, and they are yep. allowing it with this. It's the same thing with Instagram. You can yeah. only put photos with your phone, only only iPhone, only iPhone, yeah. only if, well, then let's do Android, and that seems fair. 
yeah. how about any camera phone? Then it's like, okay, take something with your $3,000 digital SLR, then upload it to Instagram. Well, it broke the entire mystique. Yes, uh, yes. So it just, now it's turned into a video or a, yeah, well, and a video and image sharing site. That's what happened to Instagram. So that's also kind of what happened to Vine. They took the pure fun and joy of creativity of having to like create a video in real time with the site, you know, you could stop and start recording so you could do time lapse and all this stuff. But now you could use, I mean, you could have Steven Soderbergh creating six second movies and uploading them and with his staff of a hundred. It seemed dumb. It's like we have YouTube already. Yeah. Uh, You could put a six second video up there if you wanted to. But anyway, I that's hope, my my take on it. Yes, is. that's your little rant. But I hope that V2 succeeds where Vine failed. Because I made a couple Vines, and yeah. I thought they were very interesting. Yes. I mean, it was fun. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. No, I, I, we'll see. We'll see what Dom's got up his sleeve for V2. Uh, but yeah, we'll see if it, it catches on. It just feels like it's, at this point, there are so many other options that are all kind of doing the same kind of thing. Is there any way I can invest some Bitcoin into this? <laughs> Probably. Uh, I'm sure he will take some bit Bitcoin. Vit, <laughs> he'll take V2 a, coin. Yeah. I'm sure he'll just start oh, V2 coin. Why can't we have a Vine uh, cryptocurrency? Another quick news story that just actually happened yesterday, Saturday, as we record this. Um, the Copyright Royalty Board is boosting songwriters' streaming pay nearly 50%. I do not understand what this is. Yeah, so Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, all these streaming music services where you most of them you pay 10 bucks a month. Right. So there has been a lot of tension because the music, the musicians, the writers, the producers don't feel that they're getting enough money from this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Copyright Royalty Board, which I did not realize existed. Of course. Um, they have been meeting and uh, they ruled in favor of the National Music Publishers Association and the Nashville Songwriters Association International. Isn't that kind of... Nashville Songwriters Association International. Right. Well, it started in Nashville, and now it's worldwide, I guess. Yes. Um, they won out in this argument, and the streaming music's going to have to start paying them more. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if they end up raising prices, because it'd be very easy to say, just, you know, Netflix just raised their prices. We got a notification when we started it up the other night, mm-hmm. and they'll say, hey, well, it was 10 bucks, but we got to pay them more, so now it's 12 bucks. Yep. My guess is that's going to happen. It's interesting that a, an artist can't just make a direct contract with the streaming service. They have yes. to go through all these boards. And, of course, I don't I don't know how it works, but it's weird that this one thing can say everybody gets paid 50% more. It's, well, and, it, and it's the writers and the publishers, so it's not necessarily the performers. And it's not the recording studios. It's all studios. so weird. I, again, just like the movie theater industry, the music industry, they're getting upended. And there's some talk that Apple would just start, you know, why not start a music label? And they've done some yeah. stuff like that where you're not having 20 different middlemen in between. Well, my music goes straight to SoundCloud. So if anyone's adventurous enough and they want to go out and find it, it's there on SoundCloud. I don't have to deal with any writers, guilds, or any type of... Guilds. Any Nashville international things or any music studios or anything. It's all self-produced, self-written, self-cringeworthy type 
music that you can listen to. <laughs> and SoundCloud's still hanging on some. Yeah. They, we talk I, about I'm every six sync months. The, <laughs> I'm going to sync SoundCloud with my music. Yes. It's turning people away. Yes. Uh, our, our favorite entrepreneur and crazy technology man, Elon Musk of Tesla fame oh boy. and the boring company where he's going to bore under all of Los Angeles and SpaceX where he's his company, SpaceX, right? Yes. Where the, he's taking one of his Teslas to Mars. Yeah. It's SpaceX. And well, now he's got his new, I actually probably should pre-order one of these. Elon Musk's boring company <laughs> flamethrower is real, $500 and up for pre-order. Because this is one sweet-looking flamethrower. It is a nice flamethrower. And I'm trying to think, what is the genesis of this? Do they have some spare parts lying around for something else? They're like, we can make a flamethrower out of that. And then Elon's like, let's sell these. Yeah. It just seems like a like someone was drunk. Well, like, yeah. When you have as much money... <laughs> As he does, and you get drunk, or somebody gets drunk around you and says, we should make a flamethrower. And as a kid, that was like the coolest weapon in any video game, or you always G.I. Joe, like the flamethrower. Well, I was on Twitter the other night, and was involved in all of this unveiling. I was a a few hours behind, but I was reading through my tweets, and Elon's like, hey, what better way to you know, survive a zombie apocalypse and with a flamethrower and he just threw it out there. Yeah. And then the next one's like, get your boring company flamethrowers, 500 bucks. And then it's like, yeah, this is real. We're doing pre-orders right now for flame. So it was like this, the lead up was really weird. Yeah. And then it's like, yep, this is real. And one of the best parts was you go to their website and you read about it down at the very bottom. They're selling the boring company fire extinguisher (laughs) (laughs) and it's all jokey. You can really buy them, Yeah. but it's like, they were like 30 bucks and it said, this is an overpriced extinguisher. Uh, you, can't the exact model can be found many other places for much less money? Yes, but you get the logo on there. But yeah, well, the, <laughs> he just sold how many hats for like twenty bucks? The boring company hats. They were ugly hats for like twenty bucks, and he sold like fifty thousand of them. Or oh something. yeah, it's like the Home Shopping Network. He can just go yeah. online and say, Ugh. "I got ten thousand of these things." Every single one of them will just sell yeah. out in minutes. It's yeah, hilarious. It, it says in the article, marketing copy for copy for the flamethrower includes a. Quote, guarantee that it will, quote, liven up any party and a proclamation that it's world safest flamethrower. <laughs> I would you're agree concerned. with that. Yes. Uh, $500 fee does not include taxes and shipping, which are added at checkout, and the initial shipments will come out in spring. So if you are looking for a Really amazing and very safe mm-hmm. flamethrower for your camping trips this summer <laughs> at only $500 with, and it says, the boring company on the side. Yeah, it's got to have the logo on there. Yeah, Elon Musk. <sighs> that guy's got a lot of money. And, and he's actually kind of good at marketing, too. Yeah, he is. It seems to be working for him. There's, well, yeah, you know what's working for us? Picks, Picks of, of the, the Week. The week. What's working for you this week, Dave? I got to tell you what's working for me is a little stash. Oh, yeah? You got a little stash? <laughs> I got a little stash. I've got a big stash. <laughs> oh, mustache. that's a different kind of stash than oh. I was talking about, which is probably a different stash than what you at home were thinking about. Yes. This stash 
is an iPhone app. Hmm. Now, Nate, do you remember this app that we talked about a few weeks ago called Acorns? <laughs> yeah, the one that was my pick of the week. Oh, yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah, I didn't know if you're still using it or not since you actually put money in there. Yes. Well, there was another app very similar to Acorns that came out actually, I think, before uh, Acorns, hmm. and it's called Stash. And, well, what is Stash? Other than being facial hair, Yes. Or some type of place that you put your narcotics or uh, illegal smoking stuff. Let's just say weed, right? It's not illegal anymore, right? We can say that. I'm pretty sure we can say the word legally. Nobody's going to come after us. And I, I know so little about drugs, so I'm probably I don't know any about the terms and the stuff and the road. We need a uh, resident whatever. drug professional yes. to come in and yeah. Do a drug segment with us every once in a well, while. Well, keep your roach clips at home and grab your iPhone because Stash is an app that's going to save you money effort- effortlessly. See, I can't even take it. Say it. I'm I'm on drugs right now. <laughs> this is uh, – you put five bucks in here or more, and you can have this auto draw from your account like just like Acorns, and it will invest it for you in various things. Now, here's their shtick. This is how it's different. It's not rounding up your purchases like Acorns, where it's taking a penny here and a penny there mm. and investing it for you. This is you just put straight money into it, and then you can pick based on your your environmental beliefs, mm. your political beliefs, okay. your uh, – are you a Luddite or are you a technologically advanced person? You can say, you know what? I'm going to invest my money green and clean. Make your money grow even greener. Mm. Invest in the power of clean energy sources like solar and wind. So they have a, for lack of a better term, playlist ah. of stocks yeah. that all kind of are in the same genre that you can apply your money towards investment. Uh, combat carbon Data Defenders, Defending America, Do the Right Thing, it goes on and on and on and on. Women Who Lead. So these are uh, tech companies that are started by women or whatever. So wherever you want to invest your money, you can just choose <laughs> and divvy up your money in causes that you believe in or technologies yeah. or, or sectors of the business market. So it's got its own little twist and it's kind of nice. The other thing about this is that it's got a nice learning uh, there's a little light bulb that you touch. Mm. And there's articles that you can read. And speaking of weed, there's one, Investing in Marijuana. Learn about what's driving this growing sector. And so there's articles and information on that very uh, specific t- topic that you can read about and is this something you want to invest in how does it work is it legal all these things so they demystify a lot of investing questions that you might have and that was just one example of many in their learning section very cool yeah we're uh helping you guys save some money i'm still using acorns i've got it set up where it's going to take monthly i adjust a little bit for a little higher risk portfolio okay and i'm doing the roundup so it's put some money in referrals mm-hmm. um so yeah but stash another way and if you do have some strong leanings towards yeah. one of those playlists as you call them right you can really get involved with that yeah Very so cool. and as always don't take investment advice from us but the way these work is you put money into them it is the stark market you could lose it but at any time you can take your money right out of this stuff it's it's Think of it as a savings account that's a little riskier, but gives you much higher reward than what your bank would do. So you can have access to this money. It doesn't go anywhere. Yes. Well, my pick is a little bit of a uh, theoretical big picture Mm -hmm. pick this week due to some adventures in IT that I had. Adventures in IT. I bet that's a show or something. (laughs) Yes. A riveting one. Mine is 
dual monitors. Hmm. Now, are these monitors who fight each other? Yes. They go back to back, 10 Dueling pieces. monitors. Okay. Yes, no dual monitors. So I use, I have the 15-inch MacBook Pro, which I use all the time. But at home, I have a 27-inch 4K monitor on my work table that I got on med.com for a great deal. I need to get one here at work, so we'll talk later. Yes, but I, whenever I can, I love having dual monitors. Mm -hmm. It just makes so much, and all the research, everything shows being able to have two monitors on your desk. So I plug my laptop, I plug that monitor into my laptop, so I have my laptop screen and I have that Screen. So it's a laptop plus one. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you can also do, like if you had a laptop docking station, or you could just use two monitors and a keyboard and mouse, whatever you want to do, or a regular computer, just plug in two monitors, mm-hmm. like a desktop computer. Um, but it makes such a big difference. And I was at a client this week who a monitor had gone bad, and she was like, I've got this yearly report coming up and I've got to have two monitors to be mm-hmm. able to do this huge report because <laughs> I've got so much stuff going on my screen. And you're like, this is how you zoom your screen. <laughs> yes. Make it very small. But yeah. yeah. And then I was at a, another client and they had a new employee, a new bookkeeper yeah. that was there and they've, everybody there just has single monitors. And she's like, I'm going to ask them if I can bring in a second monitor because I just, I've, and I'm like, don't yeah, do that. Um, Don't do that. Yeah. Have them get you a They're second like $100. Monitor. Yeah, I, I mean, know. That's what I said. You can get a great monitor. You know, Costco always has one on special or something for around $100. Yeah. And, you know, pretty big ones these days too. But to get more screen real estate and to be able to have stuff up so you're not always minimizing or clicking over to different apps, being able to yeah. glance at different things. And it car- compartmentalizes your work, right? Yes. Like I like to have a, my mail application full screen on one monitor and a, a web browser or yes. something else full screen on the other monitor. So it's it's very helpful. Yeah. And being able to compare two things, like I'll have a web page that I'm working on and like the old one that I'm pulling information yeah. from or color schemes or information that I need to be researching. And I've actually got a couple apps that I've tried where I can use my, if I'm on the go, I can use my iPad mm-hmm. as a second monitor, which it can just be, you know, I'm not going to be able to, play games on that second connection. Because it's but delayed just, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but just to have some information over there. Yep, it's So that useful. is my pick of the week. You will be more productive, and I'll put some notes. I'll put a couple links in the show notes so that if you need to convince your boss or significant <laughs> other that you need a second monitor, I will give you, as a courtesy of Not Nerd podcast, the research pre-done <laughs> To convince somebody that you need dual monitors—that's how much I believe. Wow! In the benefit, and of what is what does that benefit cost? Nothing. It's free. Free. The free benefit of the Not Nerd Podcast. With that, I think we should probably wrap up. We have been rambling on long enough. All the news, bunch of tips this week. All kinds of information for you. Your head is spinning. You're probably going to have to go back and listen to sections again. <laughs> There's so much tech. I can't take it all in. Yes. What am I going to do? You're furiously writing notes as you listen to the podcast. <laughs> if only there was a rewind. Yes. If only there was a pause button. Yes, exactly. If only there was a website with, with all the links. Oh, there is. Oh, great. Provided for you. So we thank you so much for listening, sharing with friends, talking with us. Uh, you know, we keep getting more more activity on the facebook group all of that good stuff so with that we wrap up episode 112 thank you 
for listening. All right, Tyler, we just wrapped up. Time for Tyler's tech tips. Brought to you by Windows. I'm still recording. Talk up. Yeah, what's your tech? What's your tech tip for the week? Time of the podcast. You actually were the tech tip.